I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all We are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I it don't defeats the water. whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, you I add, add more, more water. water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends right and your body just anyway. expels what you don't need your yeah. body will not absorb it it's like once it reaches the limit you'll find that you go pee more right mm -hmm. what were your symptoms before oh i was i would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom i was working from home eight hours a day and i there were many many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's Hey, every day, seriously, start really, your is day, that what it is? It's like really, start your day really have with to. cardio miracle, go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code Defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. An additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right. So, uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com. Promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. 
The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. 
who wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone, your courage is lost, you're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. 
and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
motherfuckers to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the making with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. That was the boat rocker. Fitting song. Over on BitChute. Go check it out. I'll put the link in uh, Telegram. No, it's the White Rose Project. No, boat rocker. No, that's the handle that posted that. Okay, it's whatever. It's the White Rose Project. Okay. Cool. Anyway. Anyhow. It's cool, though. I liked it. Good, too. Yeah. James Rogowski sent it over to us because he's going to be joining us tonight. So, Alrighty. You know, it's always good to have James on to discuss uh, how Pinky and the Brain are trying. I'm sorry, the Who is trying to take over the world again. No, it's really Pinky and the Brain. It really is Pinky and I the mean, Brain. All right, let's let's welcome James. Since we are healthier, er, 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 and back anyway. Yes. So we apologize that we did not get here last night. Once again, we went to my mother's for dinner, for holiday dinner, and I went to sleep directly afterwards on her couch. So, yeah, yeah, that was it. Anyway, so, how you doing, James? Good to see you. Oh, you know, 15 minutes of your intro has got me fired up. Uh, <laughs> it's one you, after another. <laughs> you, you, asked, you asked in the uh, intake, you know, for my favorite song, and then you played it. Um, I, I'm going to have to come down from the rafters here. Um, <laughs> There's there's so many good quotes in in your intro. I'm not sure where to start. I'm gonna have to just go and clip out uh, your 15 minute intro and just put that up as its own um, video because it's all goodness. Uh, 2024 is upon us. We are here, and um, I'm taking no prisoners. You know, this year is gonna be great because we the people have to make it so. You know, oh, I'm yeah. tired of I'm tired of the fear mongering that is out there in the alternative media world. I'm just tired of it. Now, if, if you put your head in the sand, okay, you're in perfect position to get kicked in the ass. So you want to be aware. So if, you know, something's going on, you want to know about it, but you don't do any service to anybody by speaking about your enemy's plans as if they are a foregone conclusion. Yep. It doesn't do anybody any good to say, oh, they're gonna do this to us and they're gonna do that to us and they're gonna do the other thing. Cause then your name might as well be Alex Jones and you're just considered a crazy person who's been screaming about what they're gonna do to us for the last 25 years. Well, all that aside, the point is you can talk about what their plans are, but with a view of, oh, hell no. This is what they're, they're saying they want. No, 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 no. This is what we want. And so, you know, what I've been focused on forever, really, but it, it's become more apparent this last year because the, the thing that I really want to talk about um, is good news that has been completely hidden for three months. Today's the second it's literally three months today that the good news that I want to bring has been ignored. And if you have a victory, if you have a success, if you have good news and you talk about, you know, the horrors that you're expecting to have happen, you're doing everybody a disservice. And I'm just, I'll come down from my um, amped up from your intro. Um, I'm, I'm unhappy with our team. 
our team is doom and gloom. Our team is like, oh, it's horrible. They're going to do all these horrible. What is it we want? What do we <laughs> want in the future? If you know what it is you want and you work every day towards it, you will get it. And the other side is really good at saying, oh, well, you know, you're going to be happy with owning nothing and you're going to eat bugs and you, you're going to have to live in a 15 minute city and you're not going to own any car or be able to travel. No, I want to live in a world where I'm free to travel and express myself how I wish. And I'm not going to bump up against anybody else's freedom. You, you, you be you, you know, you could be crazy if you want and, you know, I'll argue with you about it, but, um, I don't know um, if we can pull up a video and all that sort of stuff. I sent you a couple of things, but um, the issue is that three months ago, the working group for the amendments to the international health regulations, which is what I've been you know, primarily focused on for a couple of years now, they publicly stated that they were failing. With we can, I'll be happy to direct you to it. We can pull it up. I can put it in the chat. I'll, I'll do that for you. Um, on October 2nd, they said that they were not going to meet their um, deadline. Uh, I'll, I'll play a weird game with you. Um, this is what I think everybody should do. And um, I, I'm, I'm having a little fun with it, maybe just because I have a strange sense of humor. <laughs> but... If you went up, I'll, I'll do it to you guys. I don't. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Sure. Um, so, so, so let me turn it around. If if you were to ask somebody, hey, what is it that is not likely to happen before January twenty seventh, twenty twenty four? We're not going to have enough. We're not going to have budget. That's one focus. Okay. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that are not going to happen before mm -hmm. January 20th. But do you have any evidence? Do you have any proof that something's yes. not? Yeah, okay. neither side is talking. There you go. Is, is that particular deadline um, in yeah, alignment? Yeah, that's actually one of them. That's the first That's the first time that they have to have a balanced budget or they have to have a budget passed. Okay. It's one of the deadlines really? that they set for themselves. On, on January 27th? Okay, on that's January news to 27th. Me. Okay, awesome. We have little hurdles that we have to get through between now and then. We have one that's coming up on the 8th, I think, January 8th. And the 19th. And the 19th as well before the 27th deadline. Yeah. Okay. Nice um, doesn't you know, you learn something new every day, and that's the one thing I get to learn. So thank you much. Um, let me see if I can drop you a video to play. Yeah. Uh, in the chat here. Uh, there you go. The first two and a half minutes or so until you get to excerpt number two. If it, oh, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Hold on. Where? Okay. There we go. Yep, I up. Is there something? 
excerpt one. Dear colleagues, we uh, have been uh, operating twice there, I think. that the package of the proposed amendments resulting from the work of this group would be finalized by January 2024 to meet the four-month deadline stated in Article 55. However, we believe that uh, we all share the same sentiment that uh, realistically, the whole package of amendments will probably not be ready by January 2024. We would like to ask the uh, Secretariat whether procedurally we could continue working until the 76th World Health Assembly in May 2024. I'd like to ask the Secretariat to provide some guidance in this matter. Uh, thank you, Co-Chair. Uh, the Health Assembly in decision WHA 75-9 requested the working group, and I quote, to establish a program of work consistent with decision EB 153 and taking into consideration the report of the IHR Review Committee to propose a package of targeted amendments for consideration by the 77th World Health Assembly in accordance with Article 55 of the International Health Regulations, close quote. Article 55 of the IHR, which is referred to in Decision 75-9, sets out two procedural requirements relating to proposed amendments. The first one is that, quote, proposals for amendments shall be submitted to the Health Assembly for its consideration, close quote. The second one is that, open quote, the text of any such proposed amendment shall be communicated to all states parties by the Director General at least four months before the Health Assembly at which it is proposed for consideration, close quote. Again, that's the text of the relevant article of the IHR, Article 55. Excerpt two. The idea here is that Article 55, in its basic purpose, is intended to uh, support the principle of fair and due notice. And fair notice means that notice is timely and complete. A note on this deadline of the 77th World Health Assembly. If the deadline is not met, the WGHR would be expected to report to the Health Assembly in May 2024. That agreement could not be reached on the proposed amendments. This deadline cannot be changed as it was set out in decision WHA 75-9. You can probably stop there. All right. Now, that's really old news. That's yeah. literally from three months ago, October 2nd. Didn't Slovakia tell them to pound oh, sand? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get this confused. No, no, no. Okay. Totally different Totally different story. Okay. This is the large package of amendments that they've been negotiating in secret for over a year. That was three months ago. And they said, yeah, you know, we're not going to meet our deadline. Okay. They know what the deadline is. They pulled out their lawyer. They read Really, it's just one sentence. Um, nations shall, which means you must, mm -hmm. submit amendments three, four months in advance of the assembly. Well, the assembly begins on May 27th. 
2024. So four months in advance is January. Three weeks or so away from Saturday will be three weeks. Okay. Um, they are failing. They're trying to get 196 nations to agree on hundreds of amendments. And what they're really stuck on is money. Of course. So there you go. Um, I, I'll talk about that in a moment. But they're failing to meet their deadline. Now, I can, I, I got to have some German speaking person help me pronounce. Scheidenfreude, um, it's it's a term where someone else's failure makes you feel better about yourself, mm -hmm. okay? Um, they're failing. That should be cause for enthusiasm. It should yeah. be, you know, it, it's not like we're going to get to dance on their grave, right? It's not that much of a success, but they've been trying for couple of years now to propose amendments to change international law. And they told us three months ago that they're failing. They're not going to meet their deadline. They're going to try to cheat. There's an hour long video that I extracted from that meeting where they went through contortions to try to figure out how they can just keep negotiating and then pull a Nancy Pelosi and go, Oh, at the last minute, you know, here's the document just, vote on it you can read it later kind of thing mm -hmm. um well in congress <laughs> congress can get away with that you know they passed the federal reserve act and they've passed a lot of things in the middle of the night yeah but with the WHA, the world health assembly and the international health regulations they have a rule and it says you've got to give us four months notice if you want to change the international health regulations Three months ago, they told us that they're going to fail. And not a, nobody's talking about this. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for wanting to talk about it. Always. It, it's like, is there some kind did, did did the COVID vax like inoculate people against good news? Yes. <laughs> the other part of this is is like this yesterday specifically. Okay. Um, I was watching a news program and uh, these people are well, well to do. And they started bringing up these WHO things that had failed that we had brought up before, you know, all the things that you would, we had talked about before that had gone through and didn't make mm -hmm. it. That and the other thing I thought that was weird. Hmm. And I had a good friend of mine who still works in the government. And he said, you know, Although our southern border looks like a giant abortion, <laughs> which it does, he said, think about smoke and mirrors. He said, if I wanted you to look a certain direction and I made it look like an abortion or a train wreck, could you take your eyes off of it? Nope, sure couldn't. He said, you know, the last time that anybody did anything significant, they always came in through the north. It's an easier road. Hmm. And it's sure. Oh, you got to watch South Park for that one. It sure is. And the Chinese, why haven't, and another question was asked, why hasn't China invaded Taiwan? It's not because they don't have the people and it's not because they don't have the balls or, and it's not because they need 
the world to support them because they sure as hell don't need any of those things. But why hasn't China invaded Taiwan? Because China's doing something else. What if China, which is the wholesale backer of the WHO, and the last thing we saw last year, if you remember this time, when you were on, I believe, we were showing pictures in Canada mm -hmm. of who planes sitting on the ground in Canada. Remember that? Uh, UN planes. UN yeah. planes. Yeah. What if China was sitting up in Canada, hanging out, waiting to come bebopping in here during a medical emergency that the WHO has put on here in America? And under WHO guidance, China comes in and takes over North America. Um, well, when we're not the United States anymore, we're now the, what, it's the North, they signed the North American yeah, Declaration what, of North America. Think? Yeah, there you go. There Declaration you go. of North America. Yep. 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 So who knows? All right. Hold on. I, this doesn't quite apply, but you, you called South Park. So um, we'll, we'll play this real quick. We are all being controlled by an elite, wealthy and privileged few. When Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire, was found guilty of sex trafficking, he was set to squeal on all the elites in Hollywood and in Washington who used his child sex services. But Epstein was found dead in his cell from, quote, suicide. Why do the elites want children from sex traffickers? Adrenochrome. It is harvested from children for a euphoric and life-enhancing benefit. This satanic cabal of Hollywood and political elites all need the adrenochrome to maintain their positions of power. And they will continue to do so <laughs> stand up against them. Now, do you have any questions, Craig? Um... So does Oprah drink the same blood as Obama, or is it usually a different kid? It's kids from all over the world. Now, it's time for me to tell you the biggest thing that the Hollywood elites don't want you to know. All right, just what the hell do you think you're doing? Oh. Go tutor someone else. You think you can take my students from my classroom? Uh, oh, my God. It's you. That's right, it's me, the head teacher at South Park Elementary. And this is what I think of private tutors. Get her, Mr. Starbucks. Get her, Mr. Service. <laughs> but right now, everybody's focused on Epstein's flight logs that have been released, that were released in 2015 and no, these 2016. Are, these and, are the actual, no, these are separate ones. Same ones. No. They have, mm -hmm, they're the same. It's funny because everybody says that Donald Trump was never there. I can now They're, We saw that. him on the first ones. Honestly, we saw them in 2016 on the same freaking flight logs. It's the same thing, but that's where our attention is now. Everybody's focused on Epstein's flight logs. So, you know, the, the news cycle moves so fast. It's just one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And if there is good news. Have I, have I told you folks my experience, um, my very formative, big, big fat honking red pill experience with the media about 30 years ago? No. I was involved in a project with a local television affiliate. Um, at the time, I was a carpenter, and I had some friends who did cabinet work. And um, my ex-wife was a graphic designer, and she got hired to redo the um, design of the station. And so I got pulled in to organize um, you know, the desk and the set and all that. 
you know, the physical reality of their, their look. And I was in a meeting where uh, I was advocating for, boy, you know, it would be really great if you turned on the local news and they told you, hey, there's a school board meeting next week or there's a city council meeting or there's a custom or, or you know, antique car show on the main drag, you know, coming up. Please don't tell me what I missed and what happened last week. Have a calendar of upcoming events where people can participate in their community. And I got, I got enormous blowback and it was astonishing. And we got into a heated discussion and the person who was the station manager said, hey, let's take a break. Pulls me aside, puts his arm around me, pulls me close. He was taller than me, older than me. And he goes, hey, kiddo, let me help you out. We don't give an F about our viewers. Our advertisers pay the bills around here. Do you understand? Well, that was a red pill that went down real easy. It's like, oh, of course. It's a business. Mm -hmm. They don't give a crap about you. NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, they don't give a crap about you. Their job is to distract you from what's important. So if you want to watch the news for anything, watch the news for the things that you shouldn't be paying attention to. What are they distracting you from? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, alternative media has become one of the same. What is it that people should be doing? Do you get anything from alternative media that says, hey, everybody, here's what we, here's what we want. Go work towards what we want. Or do you get gloom and doom and a regurgitation of, here's what the World Economic Forum is telling you, here's what, whatever. Um, my focus on 2024 is what is it that we, the people, want until we get clear on what we want and work every day towards it? Um, we're going to be listening to their story. We need to do the counter propaganda. One of the things I've been trying to do for the last two years is do the counter propaganda before they have a chance to do the propaganda. So let me explain that. The counter propaganda is, hey, I know the rules. The rules are WHO, you're obligated or the nations are obligated to present amendments to the international health regulations four months in advance of the meeting. If you don't do that by January 27th, I know that you have failed. So you don't get to make any changes in 2024. Now, I also know that they spent an hour trying to talk about how they're going to try to cheat. They're going to, they have meetings scheduled for February. They have meetings scheduled for April happens to be right on my birthday. And so what they're going to do is try to pull this Nancy Pelosi. Oh, we're negotiating. We're negotiating. We're negotiating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we missed the deadline, but here's, here's what we want to provide. No, 
we the people know the rules. You don't get to break the rules. Whatever you think you might be doing, you can wait until 2025. We'll be sitting here waiting for you. You don't get to make any changes in 2024 at all if you don't properly follow the rules and submit a package of amendments in about three weeks. Now, that's saying, look, we know what you're trying to do. It's kind of like... Um, Who's on first? <laughs> if, you, if you had a dog, if you've ever had a dog, and you, I've used this story many times, so if somebody's watched me speak before, I apologize, I'm doing it again. If you have a dog and you had a party and everybody's milling around in your living room and you ordered some pizza and there's a box of pizza on the coffee table and there's a piece of pizza sitting in the box and the dog sees it and everybody's talking but you see that the dog's eyeing it and then you make eye contact with your dog they're going to do one of two things they're going to snatch it and run and i'm sure you've seen videos online where you know dogs got Mm -hmm. some food in its mouth and it finally lets it up or they're just going to go ah shit i'm busted you know i have to come again we need to have millions of people know the rules and enforce them sorry who you failed they asked you to negotiate hundreds of changes in a short period of time you've got 196 nations that you're trying to get to agree on something you couldn't get 196 people to agree on what to put on a pizza sure okay and so they are failing and nobody's talking about it. it's blowing my mind it's absolutely blowing my mind well 2024 seems to already be on day two shaping up to be the uh the year of accountability so maybe we can hold the hoove accountable as well um did you hear about this uh, this open letter to the American people from signatories of this Declaration of Military Accountability that went out I yesterday? Haven't seen it. Please do enlighten me. This is um, this is interesting, and I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm hoping that they're saying this publicly and working um, maybe separately towards some other potential goals that they can't talk about here. Damn, that's not going to do that. Anyway. Um, yeah, you just made it worse. Right? I know I did. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do it this way. An open letter to the American people from signatories of this Declaration of Military Accountability, 1 January 2024. This went at 4 a.m. Um, this went out to senior military leaders, received an email with a letter attached called the Declaration of Military Accountability, this is from uh, Brad Miller. He said, I know because I sent the email. I sent it on behalf of myself and 230 other signatories of the letter. The letter is not addressed to the military leaders, but rather to the American people. The email was mere merely to inform these military leaders that there is a group of troops and veterans pledging to the American people that we will do everything lawfully within our power to stop the willful destruction of our military by its own leadership. Let's take our country back in 2024 and let's begin by defending our military from its own leadership. You can find the body of the little letter below. So here we go. In the course of human events, it sometimes becomes necessary to admonish the lawless, encourage the faint-hearted, and strengthen the weak. 
We have reached just such a time in our history. The affairs of our nation are now steeped in avaricious corruption and our once stalwart institutions, including the Department of Defense, are failing to fulfill the moral obligations upon which they were founded. Standing upon our natural and constitutional rights, we hereby appraise the American people that we have exhausted all internal efforts to rectify criminal, recent criminal activity within the armed forces. In the Declaration of Independence, our founding fathers sought separation. We seek no separation, but through this letter and the efforts we pledge herein, we pursue restoration through accountability. We intend to rebuild trust and restore the rule of law, particularly within the armed forces. Ultimately, we strive to once again become a moral people, restoring our nation and making it again worthy of the great gift of liberty won by the colonial era American people. While implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Service members and families were significantly harmed by these actions. Their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically. Some service members became part of our ever-growing veteran homeless population. Some developed debilitating vaccine injuries, and some even lost their lives. In an apparent attempt to avoid accountability, military leaders are continuing to ignore communications regarding these injuries and the laws that were broken. For General Milley, Admiral Grady, General McConville, Admiral Gilday, Admiral Lecker, uh, General Brown, General Berger, General Smith, uh, Vice Admiral Kilby, Vice Admiral Noel, Vice Admiral Fuller, Lieutenant General Martin, Lieutenant General Davis, um, Master General Edmondson, General Major. Williams, Major General Edmondson, General Williams, uh, Admiral. Admiral Fagan, Vice Admiral Buck, Lieutenant General Clark, Major General Francis, Lieutenant General Dingle, Lieutenant General Miller, Rear Admiral Gillingham, and numerous others. These individuals enabled lawlessness and the unwilling experimentation on service members. The moral and physical injuries they helped inflict are significant. They betrayed the trust of service members and the American people. Their actions caused irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions for which we have fought and bled. These leaders refuse to resign or take any other action to hold themselves accountable, nor have they attempted to repair the harm their policies and actions have caused. Since there is yet to be any accountability, the undersigned give our word to do everything morally permissible and legally possible to hold our own leadership accountable. We intend to rebuild trust by demonstrating that leaders cannot cast aside constitutional rights for the law uh, or the law for political expediency. The flag and general officers are far from the only ones complicit in recent illegal activities, as a significant number of SES leaders and political appointees contributed. Evidence indicates that other executive agencies are engaging in illegal activity. However, as service members and veterans, we feel particularly responsible for the DOD, and in accordance with our oaths, we will make every effort to demonstrate by example how an institution can put its own house in order. We, the undersigned, on behalf of hundreds of thousands of service members and the American people, while appealing to the supreme judge of the world for guidance and purity of intention, mutually pledge to each other that we will do everything in our power through lawful word and action to hold accountable military leaders who failed to follow the law when their leadership and moral courage was most desperately needed. Uh, real quick, who is the supreme judge of the world? Because the only one that I can think of would be God. That's probably the way they're trying to put it. Okay, just checking. 
In the coming years, thousands within our network network will run for Congress and seek appointments to executive branch offices, while those of us still serving on active duty will continue to put fulfilling our oaths ahead of striving for rank or position. For those who achieve the lawful authority to do so, we pledge to recall from retirement the military leaders who broke the law and will convene court-martials for the crimes they committed. For those of us who attain legislative offices, we pledge to introduce legislation to remove all retirement income for the military leaders who are criminally complicit, and we will ensure none serve in or retire from the senior executive service. This endeavor will be a continuous process with a long-term horizon, but fulfilling our oaths to defend the Constitution requires just such persistent vigilance. Likewise, we are obligated and so commit to train those who come after us to fulfill their duty in achieving this accountability and safeguarding against such leadership failures hereafter. Our nation was once great because it was good. It was built on moral principles founded in natural law, and yet the recent acceleration of moral relativism has us headed towards a precipitous implosion. While all good things come to an end, we refuse to allow our nation to go quietly into the depths of decadence and decay. We promise to exhaust all moral, ethical, and legal means to restore the rule of law and will begin by attempting to hold senior military leaders accountable. The Constitution is the supreme law of our land. We will fight to enforce that law and put an end to the two-tiered justice system. May future generations see our efforts and, God willing, may they also be recipients of the great gift of liberty that we have had the honor of safeguarding. So, I find the, specifically, the bolded parts of this interesting. Is there a um, website that houses that? document not yet they're working on it they're they're in the process of putting up a website for it right now it's it was emailed to senior executive leadership within the military and posted on x um and it's been making the rounds but they are in the process of apparently do do me a favor if you would and drop that in the chat um yeah absolutely three million views yeah three million so far and you know people have been making all kinds of uh videos about it and statements and and all kinds of good stuff um but like i said i hope there's more than them running for office and you know getting people to vote in an already corrupted election to get these people to maybe pass legislation down the line against all possible impediments to maybe eventually hold, hold someone accountable. Well, my, my gut response to that is wh- whoever you may be, whatever your view may be, state it. You know, so much credit and, and appreciation to whomever it is that wrote that. Thanks for raising my awareness of it. Okay. Different people may voice it in different ways. Okay. But if you're just sitting back and, and taking what they're given as opposed to making a statement um, of what it is you want to see in the world, um, that's the problem. I think each and every one of us needs to be the media. Each, each and every one of us needs to say whatever it is we feel inside. Um, you guys do it. I do it. Many other people do it. But um, silence is consent. And 2024 is not the year to be silent. 2024 is the year to speak up 
and speak your mind say what it is you want don't wallow in oh woe is me and look at what these bad guys are doing to us um make it better make the world be what you want it to be and if enough people do that um, it will become a better world so thanks for thanks for letting me know about that i had not seen that yet so shows you how much time i, I spent on x I, I, I just want to hold on. I just want to read just the bolded parts because the guy sure. that wrote this and that emailed this, put it up. I just want to read the bolded parts. Tell me how this reads. Y'all listen to this. This is different. Standing upon our natural and constitutional rights, we pursue restoration through accountability. Military leaders broke the law and suppressed the free exercise of religion, debilitating vaccine injuries, unwilling experimentation. Their actions caused irreparable harm, refused to resign. Leaders cannot cast aside constitutional rights. An institution can put its own house in order. Mutually pledged to hold accountable military leaders. We pledge to recall from retirement the military leaders, convene court-martials, introduce legislation to remove all retirement income, ensure none serve in or retire from senior executive service, safeguarding against such leadership failures hereafter. We refuse to allow our nation to go quietly into the depths of decadence and decay. We will fight. That reads a little differently now, doesn't it? <laughs> It's it, it's still too little, too late. I know. Think about this. This is something that's been on my mind forever and a day now. But think about this. This is something the left and the deep state started years ago. Years ago. They have all their people in place. They already have the people they need. You know how long it takes to get a person in place in a position that you need them? Like a couple of years. Normally, like at least three or to five. I wouldn't go any further than that. You would have to get a person on the inside three to five years it would take for them to get to the position you need them to do whatever you need them to do. And that goes across the government, unless you already have some like-minded fools already in there, which they did have a lot of. But all they had to do was promote them to certain positions. We are this. If this We're playing catch up. If, if this goes into effect, okay, what, 10 years? 10 more years of this bullshit? Unless they're already in place. And now they're just coming out in public with it. Well, if they're in place, that means that they've been letting this shit happen forever and a day now. And I don't know if I can let it. I don't know if I can trust them to begin with. Okay, Q. I'm just saying. I'm Me too. If they're in place. Yeah. No. Well, one of the things um, I try my very best not to do is hang out on Speculation Island. And, and so, you know, I deal with evidence. I deal with facts. I deal with reality. And each and every one of us gets to make our own reality. We get to make our own rules for our life. And what is the problem is life in the United States is a little too comfy. You know, people have it a little bit too easy. And I don't want it to get to the point where it's so bad that, you know, the average person has to make a stand. We don't want to get to that place, but it seems like that's what it takes to get people to, to take action. And, and so what I'm, what I'm observing with our movement, whatever that might mean. Okay. You know, 
people looking for freedom or patriotism or whatever it might be. Um, stop wallowing in what the opponent is projecting off into the future and decide what it is you want and state it very clearly. Now, that's a nice statement. Okay, we'll see what they can do to back it up and take action with it. I don't see any names down there. I don't see people taking responsibility. A lot of goodness, and we'll see what comes of it. But each individual person in your audience probably has one of these. Yep. Okay. Use it. Put it in front of yourself and record yourself saying whatever it is you believe, whatever it is you feel, whatever it is you want, and project out into the world a vision of what it is you want. Because if you fail to do that, your failure to make that statement is consent to whatever else somebody else might be telling you is what they're going to do. And in you know, very simplistic form, if 2024 is the year where, at the very least, Americans speak up and stop just being sheep, sheep, okay, and howl at the moon if you must, okay, but think you know, don't don't just rant because you're angry. Think about what it is you want now. It's astonishing to me that three months ago, I don't really think of it this way, but you know, my opponent, the WHO that I've been reporting on for almost two years now, admitted defeat. And three months after that, nobody knows that they've said that they're gonna fail to meet their self-imposed deadline. Now, I'm not one for gloating or jumping on somebody's grave, right? But they're not meeting their deadline. Okay, great. You guys can come back in 2025. But unless we, the people, enforce the rules, enforce the rule of law, enforce the rule of Article 55 in the International Health Regulations that says, hey, guys, um, it's wonderful that you tried to get 196 nations to come together with 307 amendments but you failed right if i was in grade school i go nah, 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 nah. right you guys you guys you didn't make it happen yeah exactly right um yeah i can't help myself 13. <laughs> no by all means okay and and so the point is if you watch alternative media and you come away feeling drained and defeated and oh the bad guys are winning stop watching them right if you watch something and they say hey here's what these jokers are trying to do but here's what we're going to do here's what our plan is here's what we want you to help out with all right um can you not see the difference? Can, can, can you look at one group of people saying, we're, we're building a new society, we're pushing forth this legislation, 
we're we're trying to get this person elected we're trying to do this that, and the other thing versus somebody who's saying oh you know this is our horrible future that these bad guys are going to create um put your energy and your attention where there's a positive view of the future and let everything else die on the vine because they're losing it's the basic law of attraction yeah. positive thoughts equal positive actions and positive outcomes negative thoughts equal negative actions and negative outcomes coupled coupled with mm -hmm. coupled with emotion and passion and action yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Magdalene said, if you think doom and gloom, that's just what you'll get. The universe will make sure that's what you will get. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was thinking back on 2023 cause you know, it's the end of the year, new year, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's what you do. Um, I, and, uh, I wrote out in the telegram, you know, everyone was, oh my God, 2023 was terrible. Inflation was so high and everyone was so broke and this, that, and the other. And I looked back on it and yeah, okay. You know, inflation was high and we're pretty broke. Um, but, but wow, if, I, if I may interrupt my, my, well, no, but hold on, hold on real quick. But no, then I, I, just go, I got two sentences. Okay. Yeah. I've always said, Hey, you know, I think I'm doing pretty good. Everybody I know is in debt. Being broke is a step up. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're, we are in debt too, but that's okay. But I, then I thought to myself, I was like, well, in, in the past year, we, let's see, I discovered electroculture, which was huge. It changed our entire lives. Um, it enabled us to be able to grow all of our food, which significantly helped with both of our, our food bill and our health in general. Mm -hmm. So we lost a good bit of weight. We got besides the past two weeks, we've been very healthy, probably healthier than we've been in our entire lives. Mick got the feeling back in his foot after 18 years. And that was huge. Um, we started, and then I started a new show on Saturdays, Freedom Gardens. Then we started, I started the good book every morning where I read the Bible for an hour. So we've started two new shows. Um, and I started a business. Mm -hmm. selling electroculture antennas to people, mm -hmm. which is a, you know, a huge thing for the future because we're both helping other people to learn how to grow their own food and be self-sufficient and self, you know, self-sustaining. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, building a, a bit of a future for ourselves on, on this business. So if that was just one year, I can't say it was bad. That was a lot. Oh, and my best friend and I started primarily her, but we started a, a, a nonprofit. We get a 501c3 registered to help veterans and children learn how to grow their own food and be self-sufficient and self-sustaining. And I mean, that's huge. Any one of those things in a year would have been a big accomplishment, but to put all of them on top of each other, that's, that's mm -hmm. insane. That's huge. And I'm like, wow, if we did that in 2023, just imagine what we can do in 2024. We could actually save the world if we put our focus to it, if we put our energy to it, if we actually work towards doing something instead of just blackpilling everybody around us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I, I'm blessed. I, I, forgive me. I'm not sure exactly where you folks reside. Where do you live? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm blessed to be in Southern California. It's January and I spent yesterday in my garden. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, people live up north. I grew up in Ohio and I lived in New England. You know, you're under ice and snow, you know, pretty much at this point in time. Um, and I was smart enough seven or so years ago 
to, I think I've got like 16 or 17 fruit trees in my yard. And I walked off my yard the other day. It's a triangular shaped yard because we live on sort of a bend. And it's 45 feet by 45 feet, but only half of that. You know, I'm, I'm lucky if I've got 500 square feet of growing space. I mean, I live in Los Angeles for all intents mm -hmm. and purposes. And I've got 16 fruit trees packed <laughs> in there. I mean, it's literally a food forest, mm -hmm. right? Um, it doesn't provide everything that I need. I don't know if anybody ever really could. You know, you, you are dependent on other people. But um, that positive little tiny piece of something that almost anybody could do, not everybody, but almost anybody, um, those types of things, um, that's what we need to focus on and let you know, if, if, if you've got something in your yard that you're nurturing and you're growing and you're neglecting the other side, um, whatever you don't water and don't feed and don't attend to is going to die and wither on the vine. That's what we need to do. We need to focus on what it is we want and everything else will just disappear, just drop right off. You mm -hmm. know, if, you, if you look at 2023 and you focus on the crap, there was plenty of crap. But if you focus on 2023 and look at all the successes that you had, um, put that off into the future. That's fantastic. Exactly. I imagine you have some great citrus trees there in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. you know, got all the grapefruits and oranges that you could possibly yeah. ever want, lemons. But um, yeah. if I go down the row, I got apricot and um, a couple of avocados, three avocados, guava, uh, grapefruit, peach, nectarine, um, pomegranate, fig. Uh, persimmon, passion flower. It's like manna from heaven. Our passion flower vine grew up into the tree and you walk out in the morning and there's fruit laying on the ground. I mean, it's literally like manna from heaven. Mm -hmm. um, the universe is meant to provide and yes. the evildoers who want to control us want us to believe that we live in a world of scarcity. Go freaking plant a fruit tree. Yeah, no I mean, kidding. Okay, you'll have more than you can. You might have to wait a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Okay, generally um, four years to get the best fruits. But yeah, it's amazing once you yeah. do. It's it, fantastic. If if you're thinking for the future, the future will be wonderful. You know, I think I first came across this where um, there was a story about a father who was talking about his child who had a school project, and they planted a sunflower, and you grow a sunflower, and it's got you know hundreds of seeds, <laughs> so. I mean, talk about exponential growth and, you know, the infinity of the universe. Um, you plant a handful of sunflower seeds, you get an enormous number that you can then eat some of them and plant some of them. Um, people are out of touch with that. And I think it's purposeful. Absolutely. If you're not aware. Um, my, my little gardening secret for what it's worth, with all the trees and such in between, I was trying to plant you know, vegetables and so forth. And I met with probably more failure than success. And at some point I realized that the weeds were winning. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you look at it from a different perspective, it's like, oh, those weeds thrive in that soil. Duh. Right? Yeah. Well, I did some research. I got an app. Um, you can take a photograph and it'll tell you what the different plants are. Yeah, picture and that. I, 
I identified maybe a dozen plants that were weeds, mm -hmm. but, but they were busy growing in my yard. And they were winning. And they were edible. Mm -hmm. And so there were a handful of plants. I had some nightshades growing. I had some other you know, plants. If, and so what I ended up doing was if any of the plants in my yard were either not tasty or not edible or poisonous, I viciously weeded them out. Okay. Anything that was edible, I let it go to seed. Mm -hmm. And so now I have millions of weeds growing in my yard that I can eat. Yep. Now, not too many people are going to come by and steal my stinging nettle. Oh, stinging nettle's the best. It's, it's the, best. the best, unless you don't know what it is and you mm -hmm. touch it and, it and it bites you. Okay. Yep. Stinging nettle and lamb's quarters and purslane and wood. wood um, you got a whole salad right there. That's a fantastic. That's, that's what we're having tonight. Yep. And, and so, but the whole point of it is um, Mother Nature will provide if you work with it. Mm -hmm. And what I think we're dealing with, with media and government and many other people, is a um, forgetfulness, either by accident or on purpose, that the universe is abundant. And they want to they want to preach scarcity, and scarcity breeds conflict. Um, in our neighborhood, and well, in our neighborhood, you know, somebody's growing this, and they share it with us, and we're growing that, and we share it with them, and somebody's making or baking something, and they got too much or whatever. Um, there's a much better way to live, mm -hmm. and we need to start live in that manner, live in that way. Absolutely. Guy down the street has beautiful old orange and grapefruit tree, one right next to the other. And mm -hmm. uh, he came and brought me a bag of grapefruits and oranges this year. I'd gone and harvested some from him. Did you, last did you spray them with a peel you know, to preserve them? No, <laughs> no. but while all of our, our younger hens just started laying eggs, so mm -hmm. now I get well, and so our, our older ones are molting, but actually our hens molt so fast because I think it's because the electroculture. So they go oh. through molt in two months and then wow. produce eggs that are just gigantic. Normally hens take six months to molt, but ours are done in two months. And oh. then I can't tell the difference between the duck eggs and the chicken eggs because the chicken eggs are so big. Wow, um, really? It's They're huge. But our babies, our, our new ones that are just six months old are really just starting to lay eggs. So I'm getting a dozen eggs a day. And they're, you know, normal size eggs because they're the yeah, first. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do with them all? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we trade them with the neighbors, right? Like, yeah. so the neighbors bring me oranges and grapefruits and I give them eggs or, you know, I go get wood from their, their yard and to make electroculture antennas. And I, you know, drop off a dozen eggs here and a dozen eggs there. And, you know, we all work together. And, uh, and it works out great. Now I'm actually growing grapefruit trees from the seeds from the grapefruit that the neighbor gave me last year. I've got two nice little trees going and I gave a whole bunch away for Christmas. Um, you know, it's because we all, we're on a little island and we all, there's one bad apple in the bunch, but everyone just kind of. Yeah, stick it in the ground. Maybe it'll grow, you know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we shouldn't as yours. <laughs> but everyone else, you know, we all we all work together. If more communities did that, if more neighborhoods did that, then it you know, we wouldn't be 
in such a situation we're in. But I think that the the deep state cabal, whatever you want to call them, they try and overwhelm us, right? Like mm -hmm. they hit us from every possible angle with just constant shit all the time. And finally, you're just like, enough. I don't want to deal with any of it. I'm just done. Mm -hmm. And and then we all stick our head in the sands and do nothing because there's so much coming at us from every direction. But I think if you try not to get overwhelmed, like James, I love how you focus on the who, but you're aware of other, you know, other areas of it, but you focus on that. And someone else might focus on, you know, the transmission problem that we have in our culture. And, you know, this other guy's focusing on accountability in the military. If we each take something that we are passionate about and focus on fixing that, and we get enough people to do it, then we can actually fix everything without getting overwhelmed. We just each have to focus on what we're passionate about fixing because yeah, very much agree. Very much. they've overwhelmed us to such a degree that we, we need to come together, but on parallel tracks, as it were, mm -hmm. to fix things. So absolutely. No, totally agree. And, um, uh, you know, let, let me leave it here. Uh, um, I always give my phone number uh, whenever mm -hmm. I do an interview, and um, it's 310-619-3055. I know you guys have it, but for everybody no, no, watching. We're going to put it up on the screen. Yeah, we I have it a I've, banner. I think I've got a banner. <laughs> um, We've got so many banners. It's <laughs> One of the things in alignment with what you said is um, I observed a number of months ago, having been in one too many Zoom meetings where somebody would put forth an idea and whatever who was in charge of the zoom meeting would be like oh okay that's great but you know here's what we're doing here there seems to be an inability for all of these many organizations to adapt their organizational philosophy the people who for lack of a better way of putting it are on the same of the same mind as we are they're independent cats you know they're not doing what everybody else is doing they're doing what drives them and most organizations want everybody to support what they're doing now on one level that's reasonable but you're not going to get a bunch of independent cats to suddenly turn into sheep and do whatever any given organization wants them to do. There's a different dynamic that I don't think people have acknowledged. It's like, you guys are doing what you're doing. That's beautiful. Tell me more about what you're doing. How do I help you do? How do I learn from you? I don't need to make you do what i'm doing mm -hmm. and that's the part that i think a lot of organizations don't comprehend that you can't get everybody on board to do the same damn thing otherwise they're in the sheep herd and they're doing what government and the media is telling them to do we're we're the, we're, we're going backwards we're going back to where we were right and, and what I think leaders in this movement need to realize is that we need to have a um, not centralized 
control mechanism. We need to have a distributed network of power where we help each individual person. You know, if you've got chickens and you want to grow eggs and you're doing a great job of that and somebody wants to grow grapefruits and somebody else wants to fix cars and somebody else wants to, you know, do whatever it is they do, um, we don't all need to do the same thing. And I, I think that a lot of the organizations that are in this space are not freeing up the creativity of the individual people who show up wanting to volunteer and help out. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, keep doing what you're keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you, you know, want and you want people to take more of a decentralized role into essentially it's. Do what you're passionate about, working exactly. towards a common goal. It's, well, it's decentralized military operations. It's actually really, it's something I've often thought about. It's kind of like operating in independent cells. Um, yeah, exactly. Kind exactly. of the way, if you remember, uh, immediately following 1776, when the British did finally surrender in South Carolina um, the first time, if you remember the colonies they didn't know what to do. Everybody just kind of stood around and looked at each other and was like, uh, what now? What do we do now? Um, and you know what? <coughs> it wasn't like nobody did anything. No, everybody started to rebuild yep. and people started to rebuild towns, you know, towns and cities, cities were like the last thing to come around. The first thing that started our country was small towns of people. Um, parishes, if you will. It wasn't very big. It was 50 to 100 people, but they were thriving and the government was nowhere. Just saying. Yep. My, you want to know what I want? I want to go back to this. Just this. Follow it. The Constitution. Exactly the way it is. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Follow it. Yep. Just get back to this. This will fix it. We just got to, we actually have to use it. It can't be just sitting there looking cool because, oh, I want to refer to it only when it suits me. No, we have to refer to it all the time. Yeah. We brought our copy of the constitution in with us to court when we went to fight over the chickens and essentially they threw us out and have not brought us back yet. So I win anyway. <laughs> all right. James. Thank you, James. We're going to let you go. Thank you so oh, much. Have a, have a beautiful 2024. Um, let me know what you guys are up to. It's all sounding good. And uh, um, all the best. We'll do. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. All right. We'll talk to you soon. And I need to. Don't we got to drop red pill, right? I never turned it on. No. I just realized that I forgot to turn red pill on. Oops. Oops. Oh, well. It is what it is. My bad pill. Sorry. Red Sorry, pill red pill first. project. Um. And where is it's right there? There it is. Okay, cool. Oh, that's okay. It's almost that time. It is. It's it is. Told. It is. It is that time to break forth the rhythm and the rhyme. Hey, um, of Justin, you want to get hot? I do. Did you pack it? I mean, I packed it before. You're gonna have to repack that. Mm, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all right. We got a couple minutes here. Sure. And hey. You're going to tell everybody about your day? Because uh, you didn't start out doing that. That's true. I didn't. I didn't. 
Well, I I was happy to see that you left in your work truck and came home in your work truck. So I'm assuming you still have a job. I'm going to attach the thermites that I have to the side of the vehicle yet and drive it down the road. No, <sighs> no, I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. It's close. Yeah. How, how to, was there any drama at work? Huh? No. Okay. No one said anything, huh? Nope. Yeah. I never got a response back from your boss either after I told them off, after I told him how disappointed I was in him. Yeah, well, you'll have that. I know he's a pussy. That's why he didn't respond back to me. Seriously. You'll have that in those big jobs. <laughs> it's all good. No. How was my day? I got the child to work sort of. Um, we went down to tractor supply and we bought some, another roll of fencing and, uh, got him to work sort of as much as you can get him to work. Yes. Um, and then with just constant bitching basically and thinking that he could do it better, which he probably could have, but I don't care because I wanted to do it one way and I was fucking paying him. In fact, I'd already paid him. So we were going to do it my way and he could fuck right off on that one. Um, now we, uh, we, working for your boss, bitch. Exactly. Um, so we put up, uh, we turned the backyard into prison we have another prison. On my we have another there. prison on the property. Yes, because I'm tired of Annie constantly getting out of the backyard and having to lock them on the deck and them saying, well, fuck it. If we can't shit in the yard, we're just going to shit in the house. Fuck the deck. So, uh, yeah. They've been revolting. They time. have. They really have been. They got really pissed and we didn't let them in the yard because the bitch kept jumping the fucking fence. So I made the fence higher all the way around, like six feet five feet higher all the way around. So now we have an eight foot welded wire fence. Security fence. Going around the yard. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell who, whenever we sell this place, I'm going to look at the person dead in the face and say, that's the gator fence. Don't ever take that down. That's to protect you. Yeah. No Not shit. to protect it. <laughs> um, but, and then uh, we're going to like, we're going to hide a, a, a skeleton. You know, one of those skeletons you get in Halloween underneath the deck. So when they rip up the deck, they're going to be like, they weren't fucking joking. Can we just put the neighbor there? I Sorry. do that too. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So, so it took us, we, I had all these, ambitious plans for the day, but all we got was the fucking fence done. Um, well, that's not true. I did get an order done. I just have to oil it, but I got 18 antennas made, knocked out. So just have to tongue oil them tonight and uh, they'll get shipped out tomorrow, wrapped and shipped out tomorrow. But otherwise, here we are. Yes. Let's get high. You know what time it is. If you fuckers got it and you can smoke it, it's legal where you're at. Go for it. Get some. Yes, we will do razor wire along the top. I used to do pieces of broken glass at the bottom, but she told me that, that was a bad idea. I disagree. Yeah, because Annie jumps the fucking fence. Like halfway down, Connor was like, I don't think we need to put up more fencing because I don't think she's going to jump into the water. Yes, she fucking is. She's she absolutely is. She's a fucking setter. She doesn't give a shit. She will jump that fucking fence right into the water and swim her ass around to the fucking chickens. So now she can't. It's okay though. Cause uh, you know, but we try to go to <coughs> 420 in avocado time. Yes. 
Oh, John, I'm right there with you, darling. Everybody's broke. It ain't just us. The governments are broke, too. <laughs> See what happens when your so-called leaders embezzle all of your money and put it in offshore accounts and their own names. Guess what? Eventually, there's no fucking money left. I think we're about there where there's no fucking money left. I mean, maybe if we start dipping into the, uh, you know, congressional slush funds, the ones that they use to pay off like rape victims and shit, you know, then we might have some money, but although that might be, uh, empty too. Did you hear that a, a Democrat, or I'm sorry, a Republican congressman from uh, Ohio quit today? Apparently his name was on the Epstein list. Oh, really? Yep. But they yep. have a bunch that are resigning. A, city, a whole city council, like, pretty much up and walked out in Florida. Um, and there's a whole other... In Michigan, there was a whole city council that got kicked out. Look, there's a... I, I, I have a... The new flight logs are the ones are the first book, the one we never got. These are all the flights right up until the time of Jeffrey Epstein's death. So this new flight log, nobody's seen before. This one, Donald Trump's name, Ivanka Trump's name is on. Jared Kushner's name is on this one. Uh -huh. And there's more than one entry. There's almost eight total entries that I have found them coming to the island and leaving the island on the Lolita Express. So, look, I, I don't know who's saying that Donald, I mean, I know Donald Trump even said it. He said he never went there. He said he, he said was that, on the plane, but he never went to the island. Yeah, but he said he never went to the, this is them landing at Little St. James. This, it's, folks, this shit's not a joke. They got his name on there too. They got fucking Bill Clinton's name on there. They got all sorts of names on that motherfucker. Uh, some of which I still haven't gotten through. I've, I've been slowly hitting the ones that I've already known. They've got, uh, I believe the Bidens are on there too. Yes. So are the Obamas. Yes. That doesn't There's nobody else. that is exempt from this. From what it looks like now. Now that we have the first book, which is all done in pencil and handwriting where they could adjust shit. And that was at Epstein's request. Ah, oh, here it is. Okay. Because when he came in, when he flew with new girls that he was bringing to the island, you, you see him come in with one female companion. That's all it says. All right. Well, Two this... female companions, four female companions, never says age or who they were. This chick, uh, Kelsey Lene, has been going over the flight logs very specifically. So hold on, check this out. Hey guys, um, I have my hands on the Epstein files and I wanted to go ahead and just sell something that surely will try to be spun in the media about Donald Trump that's in the files. 
Um, and so I think we should go ahead and get that out of the way uh, because it's really easy to go ahead and dispel this while I'm reviewing everything else. It's not even like a whole page in the documents. Um, so we're looking at a part of the deposition with Virginia Gearfree. And in the deposition, they're questioning her about um, an interview she did with journalists. And the journalist actually had written some things about Donald Trump that were not true uh, because she, you know, journalists, they spin things around and they made, she made it look like it was something that it wasn't. Um, and so we'll go ahead and get into that real quick. Uh, we'll start off on page 1917. This is out of uh, 2,024 pages in the document. Um, and so the question is, all right, what's inaccurate about the last statement on the page? And they had just read the journalist statement. Um, and Geoffrey says, answer, Donald Trump was also a good friend of Jeffrey's. That part is true. He didn't partake in any sex with any of us, but he flirted with me. Um, she says, it's true that he didn't partake in any sex with us, um, but it's not true that he flirted with me. Uh, Donald Trump never flirted with me, she says. And she says the next sentence is, quote, he'd laugh and tell Jeffrey, you've got the life, end quote. Um, she said, I never said that to, to her, to the journalist. Um, and then she, uh, the questioner says, when you say he didn't partake in any sex with any of us, who is us? And answer, girls. Uh, question, how do you know who Donald Trump, Trump had sex with? And answer, uh, I didn't physically see him have sex with any of the girls, so I can't say who he had sex with in his whole life or not, but I just know it wasn't me or any of the other girls. Question, and who are the other girls that you were with in Donald Trump's presence? Answer, none. Uh, I work for Donald Trump and I've met him probably a few times. Question, when have you met him? Answer, at Mar-a-Lago. My dad and him, I wouldn't say they were friends, but my dad knew him and they would talk all the time. Well, not all the time, but when they saw each other. Question, have you ever been in Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein's presence with one another? Answer, no. Question, what is the basis for your statement that Donald Trump is a good friend of Jeffrey's? Answer, Jeffrey told me that Donald Trump is a good friend of his. Question, but you never observed them together. Answer, no, not that I can actually remember. I mean, off the top of my head, no. Uh, question, when did Donald Trump flirt with you? Answer, he didn't. That's what's inaccurate. Uh, question, did you ever see Donald Trump at Jeffrey's home? Answer, not that I can remember. Uh, question, on his island? Answer, not that I can remember. Question, in New Mexico? Answer, no. Not that I can remember. Question, in New York? Answer, no, not that I can remember. Uh, and then the questioner stops asking questions about Donald Trump, moves on. This is literally all that's in the documents, guys. If anybody tries to even say Donald Trump was a part of Epstein's Island, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely false. Um, this is one of the main uh, plaintiffs in the case. Um, and... I mean, we just, we just can't, we're just not going to let him um, 
get ruined by even more stuff when he's already dealing with so much. Um, so I wanted to put this out there. Um, please share it, uh, like it, whatever, whatever you want to do. If you're a liberal, go ahead and put a nasty comment. I'm going to fucking ignore you because I don't like you or care. Um, but yeah, have a great day. Thanks for watching. And I guess you're supposed to continue to be sheep, according to her. Mm. Um, but quickly bring up what I brought up, what I said. Because, sure. okay, that's fine. But I have to ask questions, folks. I have to. It's my nature. I have to. Because that's great. I love the fact that she did that. Stop right there. Don't touch anything else. I will take care of it from here. Uh, just share the screen if you would. I mean, I figured. I have a question, though. That's that's wonderful that you brought me up all that great shit. But let's get into the book that apparently nobody's paid attention to. Because this is going to be fucking funny. All right? So, what is... Explain to me this, then. Okay? Boom. This is the new. This is the shit nobody's seen before. You ready? We're going to get into it. Oh, because it's going to bring it all up. I got to yeah. change this now. Give me one second. Go ahead and uh, plus that up for me so we can read it. Like, zoom in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, let me start scrolling here. Because, you know, I started looking at these, started really paying attention real deep and in-depth-like, right? Uh, zoom in. Uh, let me do this. Boop. Boop. We're just going to jump to the name. And then once we find the name... I just got a question, wondering about this real quick. So, as we're going down here, you can see it's Jeffrey, it's Ari, it's Linda, blah, blah, blah. Test flight, this, that, and the other thing. Kind of figured put it, putting it out. These are tail numbers. Um, these are locations, I'm guessing. Yeah. And as I, I finally figured it all out. Departure and arrival. Departure and arrival to the prince whatever the the junior philip island there where his house is and the flight log normally also indicates what his what the pay status is of so for instance if he's paying for it it's his corporation that pays for it there that's all that is so talks about how many people flight number blah 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 who's who was on board right test flight a lot of these are jeffrey galinda or <coughs> Gislaine, so on and so forth <laughs> Um, different people, as you can see, Jeffrey, 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 one packs, Jeffrey plus two packs. When those from what people have been, I've been reading the plus one plus two packs are children. So you take with that information what you want, because everybody else is normally listed on the flight. Um, and as I have read, yeah. I, I see that. I can see that. I can see where that is. Cause there's times, the only times you really see it is when Jeffrey just laying in one packs, they don't have kids. So never understood that one. What was that one packs? Uh, Jeffrey just laying Roger, uh, Roger's shale and two packs, hmm. all children. So those are the low lead expresses what I'm beginning to realize. And as you keep scrolling down here, um, this is kind of odd. I, I was just scrolling through, reading all the names, getting up and get down on these pages over here. It's really weird. 
all of a sudden I started seeing some shit that just didn't look right. Uh, there's Kennedy's. Cassie Kennedy or Chrissy Kennedy plus two packs. Um, Mark Siren, uh, Ghislaine, and Laura. Laura who? Mark USPA. I don't know who that is. Those are weird names. Just all of a sudden started seeing some weird shit. Bobby Kennedy. Ken Lipper or Lipke. That says Bob Wendy. Or Bob. Oh, Bob Wendy. Okay. That's what. Okay. It just looked. Miss Lipper. Just Lane. Then I just a lot of Jeffrey and just Lane. Do you remember what page it was? No, it's. Oh, it jumps out at you. It's like you see it for the first time and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Let's say what I think it says. And then you're like, then you keep reading. You're like, holy shit. I remember I saw the first one. Here we go. No passengers, no passengers. I want to say you were ways down when you saw it. Because I showed it to you. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Because there, there it is right there. Jeffrey Epstein. Nay, it's Donald Trump. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I, I thought he never went there. So he went from TEB to PBI. Let's yep. see what PBI is. Palm Beach. Okay. So not the island. He went from Teterboro to Palm Beach. Okay. So, well, that's the first one. Which was he was what he'd already told us. Yep. That's the one that everybody agrees. Yep. That was the first one. Yeah. And then I just kept scrolling after that. I but I like, never saw the one where you you said PBI was the island, but it's not. It's no, Palm Beach. No, it's not. You'll see. Stand by. Okay. Because then I started looking. Every time I saw something else, I was looking for a specific name. I was like, wait a minute. Why is that guy always on the same plane with them? It was weird because then I saw that and something else. And I was like, wait a minute. And you'll see it. Right here. PBI TB. Okay. From so Palm same Beach thing. to Teterboro. Yep. Okay. So we went from Florida to New Jersey. Right here. Yeah. P-B-I-T-E-B. Palm Beach to Teterboro. Okay. There's. Well, maybe it was all Palm Beach to Teterboro. Palm Beach to New Jersey. That's a lot of lot more flights than what he admitted to, though. There's another one. Marla Trump. Donald okay. Trump. Marla Trump. PBI to, to, to DCA. DCA. And another one, DCA back to uh, TGB. What the hell is TGB? TEB is Teterboro. Oh. DCA is Washington. Okay. There's DC, Reagan International. 
the Reagan National. Senator George Mitchell. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that flew this. I wonder if this is just the flight log for the plane. Yeah. Told you this has already been out. I see a lot of test flights too, so that makes me think it was a plane fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so, babe. So maybe you didn't. Okay. Nope. Still, that's a lot more flights on this guy's private plane that he never told anybody about. Three? No, that was about what he said. Three or four? No, he said he only admitted to one flight. Okay. That's what that's what he claimed. He said he only he only flew with him once. And he said it was one flight and he said I, I didn't like the guy. And that was and I believe it's the one that um you were talking about uh, Magellan, the one, the one flight where he said, "Yeah, I didn't like the guy," and said, "Fuck this guy." Hmm. I don't know. There you go. I just think this will be interesting. Tomorrow should be very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. When all of those documents go. I'm interested to see. We'll see. About Jeffrey Epstein. I think there were $600 million recovering in cash and assets in his estate. They do not know now where that money came from. $600 million? Yes. We don't know where he made his money. He was not running a hedge fund. That's not true. The second thing we know for a fact is that he was killed in federal custody. He was murdered. That's true. He was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full-time prison guard, on duty. None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, but then they opened all the cells inside. There are 14 other inmates there that night. What are their names? Where'd they go? Who were these people? Can't tell you that. Really? You can't tell me that? Well, on the basis of what? Meanwhile, Bill Barr lied. There's no question that Bill Barr clearly suspected Epstein was murdered, but stopped the investigation of Whoever did it was able to do it in the most secure lockdown in the United States of America yeah. and then get away with it. So that tells you a lot about whoever that group of people was. They're no one to The list of people who wanted to get Epstein was so long. It could be anybody. Tomorrow's going to be really It really is. It really is. Tomorrow's going to be the big news day. Yeah. Um somebody asked for somebody had on the black on our card for 24 black swan event. Yeah. You think it might be tomorrow? <laughs> that could be tomorrow. Call me fucking crazy, but if you drop all of these names tomorrow, think about it. You drop you're talking senators, you're talking congressmen, you're talking uh Fucking Democrat elites, every everywhere, Republican elites. You're talking about the elites of the elites. Apparently, Clinton's um, on it over 50 times. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Of course me. not. Not at all. And they don't did. forget the picture of him in the blue dress that was hanging in Epstein's house. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget about the uh, the one that he's got of, there was already one of Clinton on the plane with Epstein. 
and girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A picture. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I mean, but we already knew he was a shitbag. But just, um, yeah, it's not shocking news at all. But I wonder how the boomers are going to deal with it. Yeah, because it is something they've been covering up. Exactly. Think because about it. it's how their are generation. your parents going to deal with the fact that Epstein, or that Bill Clinton was a close associate of Epstein and was banging kids? Think about that. Because it's not news to us. It's not a surprise to us. But your parents? This is going to be a kick in the ball. Think about that. They could freak the fuck out. They could freak the fuck out or they will freak the fuck out. I they mean, will freak the fuck out. This is going to be a meltdown. It's going to be like if all it, of your heroes are turds. If it makes the mainstream media. True. Because if it doesn't show up on MSNBC or CBS Nightly <laughs> News, if Leslie or fucking Lester Holt doesn't tell them about it, then they may never know. Leslie Lester, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Just saying. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. Um, uh, you got me back. I know. The View, though, not that I watched The View. I thought they went off the air. I thought they were too. The fuck. Anyway, um, they're they're all about democracy. Watch this fucking reaction. This is insane. I would say here is that I actually agree with Governor Gavin Newsom and David Axelrod. These are Democrats, leading Democrats that say this would really cause a division that's almost insurmountable. And as someone that believes January so 6th I, was that bad, so, wait, one what, second. so what are you saying? Wait, just one second. I don't think one, I don't think the Supreme Court's going to hold this. I think they're going to overturn it and it won't just be the originalists. I bet it's a nine zero vote. I actually don't think they will hold this. So you but think, I think they, they should just, leave it to the voters or I, not? I think they should leave it to the voters. Oh, but no. I think the I think the division this will cause. Oh, no. Right there. Oh, I'm going to no. rewind that just oh, a little bit. No. Listen. And the voters I, or not. I think they should leave it to the voters, oh, but I no. think that... Oh, no. No, no. No, no. You can't leave it to the voters. I think the division this will cause, because what will happen is that martyrdom will be one step more. We have a nation well, that doesn't believe in, yeah. in democracy, doesn't believe in the voting. Everyone that loses says it was rigged and failed. I think this will create a vision, a visual to people that don't, that this was a rigged no, election. I don't agree. By doing, I, think, I, do. I think that the law will stand and so people very, should follow the law. If that is if the law listen, the Supreme Court If you're not going to follow an amendment, then why don't we have Taylor Swift but I take run for president? I think it's as clean. I why don't we have Taylor Swift run for president? That's their goal, by the way. That's her goal. Zena LeVay or whatever the fuck her name is. You know, Anton the LaVey's. daughter of Anton LaVey, the high priestess of Satan, who looks exactly like fucking Taylor Swift, who performs freaking witchcraft ceremonies on stage. You think they're not the same person? But no, you can't you can't let the voters have at it. That would destroy democracy. <laughs> We control it. <gasps> oh. We control the media. We control the airwaves. We control it. We can control what they think. It's television. Television. Look, look up the patent for the U.S. television. Mm -hmm. Look up the U.S. patent for 
normal everyday television. Swear to God, tells you right off the bat. It's for mind control. Purposes of mind control. Yeah. Look here, they lie to you about everything. I like this real quick. This is all off the rails, but it's fun. Okay. Well, I mean, we're not creaming, are we? We're just no. kind of teetering. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, a tangential. Okay. We're, we're taking the two ninety five real quick. All right. Going around the belt. Told us is a lie. They tell us that our heart is a pump. Your heart is not a pump. Your heart is a valve. Your lungs is a pump that pumps the blood to the heart. Everything they tell us about everything is a lie. They tell you your hair is just hair. No, our hair is non ether hair. It is actually extension of your nervous system. It is used to scan the environment and it brings all of these different melanin neurotransmitters back to your skin to tell you whether to actually engage in the environment or take fight or flight and run away. That's why you get gut feelings. That's why when you see paranormal activities, the hair on your skin stand up. Everything that they ever told us about ourselves is a lie. Dairy is good for the bones and calcium. Milk actually strips the bone of calcium. They tell us don't look at the sun because it will make us go blind. Sun gazing stimulates your pineal gland and open up your third eye. They will never teach you nothing to set you free because you being enslaved mentally is how they benefit off of you. So they will never teach you anything to make you free ever. So we have to take everything that they ever tell us is bullshit. Everything they ever have told Yeah. It's you true. gotta wonder. You gotta ask a question. You just can't blindly believe that. that oh yeah, that well that talk don't matter. That's it. The, the thing. It. The thing about the hair really got me. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. It is, because it goes back to the Vril. If y'all aren't familiar with the original Vril Society, they and most people think it was all women, but it wasn't. It was actually exactly half and half. Every Vril female member had equal and opposite male member, they were paired. But they were often mistaken for women because they let their hair grow to the floor, both the male, the men and the women. And so they often thought that the men were actually women because their hair was so long. No, 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 no. They believed that their hair was a source of their energy. And that it was its own living thing. And that's why they grew their hair so long, that it was an extension, like another sense. It's true. So uh, anyway, the thing about the hair got me because it brought me right back to that. Craziness. Mm-hmm. Craziness. Very much so. Um, I thought I actually had a, uh, maybe not thing on Taylor Swift because it was but I'm glad I don't actually because she said mm -mm, no oh yeah here it is. there it is damn it you did I did all right I, you know that I'm telling you she wants she wants to be president wouldn't surprise me mm -hmm. would not surprise me not the slightest after Joe come on she is trying to claim my title as hereditary empress of the universe, but I'm telling you right now, she can't have it. That bitch is getting mud stomped. That Absolutely. I am the hereditary empress of the universe, and if Taylor Swift tries to take that fucking title from me, I will stomp her skull into oblivion. Here you go. So Taylor Swift is finally showing you guys who she truly is, and you're still not paying attention, huh? She literally called herself a witch in this tweet. Billboard chart says this is a song for all the lonely witches. Y'all think they're just putting on an artistic act? This woman was on tour going state to state doing live rituals on stage. And nobody's paying attention to it, huh? You're that brainwashed. Pitchforks and proof 
Ladies and gentlemen, that is a serpent behind her. Y'all waking up yet? Last week's sweetheart has turned to this week's witch. In that video, she was acting like she was in hell. So yeah, last week's sweetheart has turned to this week's witch in hell. But are you catching on yet? So a witch in front of a serpent. Let's go deeper, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't it interesting that Taylor Swift looks exactly like Zena LaVey? Who is Zena LaVey, you might ask? She's Anton LaVey's daughter. Anton LaVey was the founder of the Satanic Church. And his daughter, Zena LaVey, was a high priestess for Satan. Safe to say she was a witch. Oh, how the resemblance is remarkable. So America's sweetheart blew up being America's sweetheart, but now she's trying to make it cool to be a witch. Hmm, why is that? Well, I said it before, you do not get this big without certain contracts being signed. They got her right where they wanted her just so they can turn her around so she can manipulate the youth. The kids love Taylor Swift, but instead of being a great role model that she built her fan base off of, now she wants to be a witch. Y'all see the switch? And this isn't something new. Billie Eilish with children. Building a fan base with children. Then all of a sudden she made a song called All the Good Girls Go to Hell. Now this is your Billy. Now this is your Billy. And all the brainwash would call it artistic. Little Nas X built a fan base off of children. They blew this man up out of nowhere. Then what happened? Out of nowhere he switched. Next thing we know, he's sliding from heaven into hell. Even gave him his own satanic shoe. They had 666 on him. Also, Luke 1018, the verse in the Bible where Satan fell like lightning. So do you guys see the comparison? Do you guys see the pattern? Do you guys see who they're after? They're after the youth. Because if they can control the youth, they can control the future. Y'all might have thought she was America's sweetheart. But my Bible says even Satan himself masquerades like an angel of light. Stop listening to these artists and stop letting your children listen to these artists. Little do you know you are allowing demonic spirits to come into your household because when you play that nonsense, you are coming into agreement with that nonsense. Your eyes and your ears are portals. What you let into them is what you're coming into agreement with. 2024, let's be smarter. Let's be more wise. If it's not glorifying God, cut it off. God bless you. Hey, uh, I can't disagree with that. Jeez, y'all know, I've, I've said it before. We, we've seen Taylor Swift concerts where even the adults are, are it's an unhealthy. I, I, I understand going to a rock concert and having a good time and, and enjoying the concert and getting in with the crowd. And that's what we used to do when we went to rock concerts. Now today, it's everybody standing there with their cell phones like this. It's it's unhealthy. It, it's it's disgusting. That shit is gross.
you're at a concert and all you're doing, oh, I'm dancing. Look at Taylor. I'm here, Taylor. I, I, I was saying during that concert for the kids there, yes. But holy shit, the adults there were just as bad as the kids. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift wants to be president in 24 or even in 28. No, 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 no. They're playing the long game with her. Dude, that shit's, that's some scary shit. I mean, think about it. He's not wrong. Every one of those artists he brought up, every single one of them, he had the proof. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, though, is a national treasure. Won't go that far. All right. And the only thing that got me out of that space was a comedian friend of mine, the late, great Norm MacDonald. That's right. Shout out to Norm. And what Norm did, which I'll never forget, is he knew that I was the biggest Jim Carrey fan in the world. Now, I'm not going to go all into it, but Jim Carrey is talented in a way that you can't practice or rehearse. What a God-given talent. I was fascinated with him. And Norm knew that. And he called me up and he goes, Dave, um, he says, I'm doing a movie with Jim Carrey. Um, do you want to meet him? And I said, fuck, yes, I do. And it was the first time I could remember since my father died being excited. And the movie was called Man on the Moon. I didn't know any of this. And in this movie, Jim Carrey was playing another comedian I admired, the late, great Andy Kaufman. Yes, and Jim Carrey was so immersed in that role that from the moment he woke up to the time he went to bed at night, he would live his life as Andy Kaufman. I didn't know that. When they said cut, this nigga was still <laughs> Andy Kaufman. So much so that everybody on the crew called him Andy. I didn't know any of that. I just went there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! And everyone said, no! <laughs> Call him Andy. And I didn't understand. And then he came over and he was acting weird. I didn't know he was acting like Andy Kaufman. He's just like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hello. <laughs> Andy? Now, in hindsight, how fucking lucky am I? that I got to see one of the greatest artists of my time immersed in one of his most challenging processes ever. Very lucky to have seen that. But as it was happening, <laughs> I was very disappointed. Because <laughs> I wanted to meet Jim Carrey and I had to pretend this nigga was Andy Kaufman <laughs> all afternoon. And he was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see. He was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. Folks, uh, when I was in Panama, this is years and years and years ago. When I was in Panama, you go down to the bar, and uh, you were always you were always worried about hotos. Hotos. 
hotos were trannies. You were always concerned about hotos. And uh, you would have to grab them. That, they were fucking convincing. That doesn't work anymore because they might have gotten pinpoint surgery from one of your friends. <laughs> it's true. You never know. But it was it's just one of those things. Yeah, I'm trying to make you believe something that just isn't Isn't real. real. Not real. Like this, like like that this person is president. Yeah, we might have something on this. Might have something on. I know. Why do you think I went just from one to the next? Gotcha. I'm curious. What sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten (laughs) pasta, which I love. Eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. I'm curious. <laughs> okay, but first off, who is that? That don't look like Joe. Who is that? That ain't Joe. You think it's a mask? First off, he looks fucking dead. Well, he does. I mean, he, well, look at Jill. Who's, who's known for wearing a mask? Look at Jill. Just saying, who's known for wearing a mask? Just wondering. Yeah, Jill looks fucking dead too. I, that but, just, um, I, I mean, look at the look at how she's like propped up. Like her, it seems like somebody's holding their shoulders back, and she's mm-hmm. got like a fucking rod shoved directly up her ass, and her head's just kind of teetered on there. But that's with her the, face kind of. Hey, hanging to the side. What's up? That that's um. That's that's what's important going into 2024. What what Joe they're eating is eating for dinner. Pasta and lots of chicken, chicken dishes. And apparently he likes chocolate and chip, chocolate ice, chip cream. ice cream. We all know he likes chocolate chip ice cream. We all know this. We all know this. Fucking scary. This dude knows this. He's a chef. You 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 bet he uh you, he, you better listen to him. He would love he, to he make some food. chicken dishes from the freaking uh for the president. Oh yeah. Seriously. Yes, he's obviously a big Biden supporter. Yeah? No. Does anybody else think it's really kind of strange that, like, during the pandemic, uh, all the essential workers had to keep going to work because we were considered essential to the functioning of society? These are the people who, for society to function, have to keep going to work. And yet, none of those people are people who make over $100,000 a year. Anybody else think that's really fucking weird? that all the people who are absolutely necessary for the survival of the entire country in order for anything to keep going, none of the people who are 100% absolutely necessary for the functioning of our day-to-day lives, none of them make 150 grand. All of the essential workers, all of the most important people for the functioning of our society are all the lowest paid people in the fucking country. Somebody make that make fucking sense to me. So great point. <clears throat> Very uh, astute. If we all stopped going to work. Stop paying taxes. Mm-hmm. What would happen to this country? Mm-hmm. Maybe the non-essential people would have to actually do a fucking day's work. Like the Joe, the president. He's non-essential. 
<laughs> he's not required for the uh no functioning of our government exactly not at all not at all not at all, <laughs> not at all. they don't care though i do want to play this before we go and it's going to run us right up to the end but it's uh kind of important oh i want wait a minute no, don't play this. Uh, go bring up the other thing first because we didn't talk about why we don't think Joe is Joe. Bring that up first. Which one? The 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 one I sent you. I thought you brought it up. Um, maybe not. Mm -mm. See, hold on. I thought I saw it over here. I will find it. You must talk. Okay. Do you guys hear that the uh, the Harvard president resigned now? Yeah, she's out. The the shortest term Harvard president ever. Six months and six and a half days. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That was a rough one. You know. Not really. What are you gonna do? Are you looking for it in here? No. That's another one on Epstein. No, I didn't look at it in there. Let me look in there then. I have one in there too. I thought I sent you. Was it this? No. Okay. Well then, it. you find it, and in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll, we'll do something a little fun real quick while you find that. How's that? All right. All right. Here you go, y'all. Okay. Take note. Damn, that bird's like, fuck you. Sorry, dude. No soup for you. Look at that kitten. Yeah. That kitten knew exactly that, that piece of like, glass was going to stop that Don't bird. give a fuck. I'm just going to sit right here. Exactly. Big mm, fucking bird, though. May, may all of y'all get the protection of a windshield when a hawk is coming for you. No just shit. Those, those talons are no joke. They really are. Okay. All right. So this, right, this is, is the what one. you're looking for. Yes. This is some great conspiracy theory here. All right. This is uh, pretty epic. This is this blew my mind. Okay. I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, my grandfather Joe Biden does have a twin, and that. Twin is currently pretending to be Joe Biden in the White House. Um, so, unfortunately, my grandfather Joe Biden passed away about four years ago. Um, but, you know, he had built up this really long political career, and my family still wanted to have a bit of power in the U.S. government. So, we just replaced Joe with his twin brother, Bo. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. They replaced Joe with his twin brother, Bo. Wow. Okay, so hold, all right. So the other day, remember when Hunter got off the plane or the, the helicopter and everyone made a big deal because he wasn't on the flight log? Yeah. And I remember, and I thought it was weird at the time, but they said Bo and Hunter got off the plane or got off the, the helicopter. I was like, Bo's dead. How did Bo get off the plane? Did they carry his ashes around with them? I'll have to go back and find that clip because I know I have it. I don't know. But yes, Bo was Joe's son. But what if Joe named his son after his twin brother? To hide the twin brother. Hmm. Just weird. I, I don't know. That is a Biden and she is saying it. Yeah. I could it be? I mean, think about the let's let's talk about the Bidens real quick for a second, because they're the most conclusive people to follow. But Hunter left his laptop, three hard drives, three terabyte hard drives, like mm -hmm. two terabyte hard drives each uh, at a computer repair shop in which got turned over to the New York Post and basically fed online to everybody out there in the space, in which case the government then had to cover it up. And all of these circumstances are just happenstance. They just happen to happen right at the right time at exactly the right time. There was no chance that Hunter did that on purpose. Um, sure. sure there is. Uh, I guarantee there is. I guarantee it's the only way. I've been that telling you all that from the beginning that, those that Hunter kids, did that on purpose. Those, that's their only way of acting out. Yeah. And yeah, it's going it, to, will it end his political career if there's a difference? Uh, I, I think we would know that though, but I think I guarantee it's a known secret in Washington. And it's something that is kept close hold because those who know about it, they just keep it hush hush. Maybe. And they know that they always have somebody can always keep underneath their thumb, apply pressure when they need to. Huh? Yep. Interesting. And yes, that video did come from her account. So it was, it is a couple years old. I'm just wondering. 21, I think. That's just interesting. Yeah. Anyway. He's um, already president. This is uh, Dennis. Uh, that's right. Rancourt. Free speech media. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a scientist. I have spent decades learning science and math, statistics, Everything from quantum mechanics all the way to environmental science, biogeochemistry. I'm interdisciplinary. I was a tenured full professor at the University of Ottawa, and I always spoke my mind, and that got me fired. This was before COVID, so I knew what it was like to fight the establishment. And when I heard the COVID propaganda, I knew immediately that it was intense propaganda and that it couldn't possibly be true because they were yelling that we were all gonna die and I couldn't see any dead bodies out in the street. 
And I, I did. I went out in the street and I looked around. I couldn't see any dead people, no matter what they said. And as a scientist, what I decided to do was to look at all-cause mortality data. So the, our nations collect very good data about the number of deaths. That's something you cannot be biased about. The person either died or they didn't. You know that they died, you know their age, you know where they died, and you collect that data. Countries collect very good data about deaths and births. So that is unbiased, hard data. We can analyze the number of deaths as a function of time, by age group, by sex, and by region, by jurisdiction, by province, state, down to municipalities and so on. And that is the data that I've been using since the very beginning of this so-called pandemic. And uh, we, my research group, we were the first to say back in an article that was published in June of 2020, that when we look at all-cause mortality data, there is no pandemic. There was a peak of deaths at the beginning in certain hotspots that was directly due to how people were treated in hospitals and care homes. It was quantitatively due to that. There is no, uh, so I can tell you after three years of intense study that we are continuing, I can tell you the following thing. And this is hard scientific conclusions from looking at the data. There was no pandemic. There was no particularly virulent pathogen whatsoever. There's no evidence for it. There is nothing that is spreading that causes death. The mortality doesn't cross borders. The virus has a passport. It refuses to cross borders. You can make a map of Europe. You can see countries where, the, where there's absolutely no excess all-cause mortality right beside hotspots where there's intense all-cause mortality. So those are firm conclusions from our, I have written more than 30 scientific reports about all-cause mortality and COVID-related science. And I can tell you these things with certainty. So when Ava says there's no global warming, I, I also studied global warming. I did the calculations, the radiation transfer. I can tell you Ava is right. As a scientist, I can tell you there's no global warming. There was no pandemic. Nothing is spreading. Nitrogen is not a problem. Cow farts are not a problem. I can tell you these things with certainty. I'm not joking. I'm a scientist. The, the article about uh, radiation transfer and so-called global warming that I wrote in 2010, parts of it were read in the US Senate. It was very impactful. Scientists have said, this is rigorous, this is hard. What we showed, what I showed in that calculation was, you can double the amount of CO2 and it will not have a noticeable effect on the Earth's mean surface temperature, period. That's a hard calculation. So I've been doing this for many years. Every time there is a problem in society where science can be of some help, I get right in there and I do it. And so we have done this for COVID. Um, we were the first to establish the points that I just told you about, and then we moved on to the vaccines. And what we found was that the vaccines are a toxic substance. 
they should be interpreted and thought of as a toxic substance that they inject into your arm. The best way to understand the effect of the vaccine is to study toxicology. So we showed that as soon as a booster is rolled out to a particular age group, very rapidly within weeks, immediately there follows a peak in all-cause mortality. And we see this repeatedly in country after country. We have studied more than 100 countries now and the vaccines are clearly temporally associated with uh, peaks in all-cause mortality. And we're able to calculate the toxicity of, the va of that vaccine, and we find that the risk of dying per injection increases with age, and it increases exponentially with age, and your risk of dying per injection doubles every four or five years of age. We were the first to demonstrate that. We have demonstrated it repeatedly for many countries, Australia, Israel, uh, Peru, uh, many, many, many countries. And so in, in this study, one of the things we found, and this should convince anybody, the following thing. We can quantify excess mortality, whether or not there's mortality beyond the historic trend as a function of time. And what we find is that in more than half of the countries around the world, there is absolutely no excess mortality in the entire period from the time the pandemic was declared in March of 2020, all the way to until mortality starts to increase when the vaccines are rolled out. In more than half the countries in the world, there is no excess mortality until the vaccines are rolled out. And then there is a significant shift to a domain of higher mortality. And this is clear in the data itself. And the countries that do have excess mortality before you roll out the vaccines, it can be directly associated to what, how people were being assaulted. And there are many ways in different jurisdictions that people were assaulted. Some of the assaults were very vicious. Like in Peru, they actually called in 10,000 military reservists to go and test people in their homes, in the villages, everywhere, and pull them out and isolate them if they tested positive. They actually had a huge peak of mortality related to that policy. So when you assault people by refusing to treat them, in the US, they refuse to treat uh, poor people for bacterial pneumonia by not prescribing antibiotics. This was a huge problem, a big killer in the US, and it created a peak of all-cause mortality in the summer, which is unheard of. Normally, mortality is lower in the summer. So we, we just kept seeing these features and we kept explaining them quantitatively in terms of how populations were assaulted. So this was a mega campaign. Obviously, you know, it was planned by the CIA CIA, the military, it was executed. They were going to do it no matter what. And it killed people by how they treated people. And then the vaccines themselves are toxic. So the experiment's been done globally. We know this now. We know that death uh, increases exponentially with age. Many elderly people died. It's hard to complain because they were elderly, but still, they died. So just to give you one quantitative figure to leave you with, in, in most countries, people over 80, the, the uh, chance, the risk of dying per injection is one death in between five and 20 injections, depending on the country. That's the level of toxicity of the vaccine for elderly people. 
And this is and this is not to mention all the serious harms that are done to young people and young adults, including myocarditis, heart conditions, you name it. So this has been the nature of our scientific work. We're continuing this full time. We'll be publishing papers in the coming months that are even more revolutionary, I would say. And so we're not gonna stop and we're embarrassing the establishment scientists who are not doing this work and who are lying to, through their teeth and who are part of the propaganda industry. That's our job, thanks. Bold move. Well put. Hey, we've been saying the screaming the same thing. If you've done five minutes of research, you've known all we've all that. known that all of that. But they're trying to get us from every direction. Vaccines didn't work. Climate change next. Climate change won't work. Uh, emergency pandemic. Watch. Change the culture. Go. Make your kids gay. How can we decrease the population today? Change the DNA. Change the DNA. That's what it all goes back to. That's what they want. They want to change your DNA. They've done it before. They're going to do it again. So, anyway. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We gotta yeah. go. We do. We're well past time. All right. So we're going to get the fuck out of here, mm -hmm. fuckers. We'll be back tomorrow, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. She'll be back at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning for the good book. And at 9.05, you can check out lovely Liana over on either Pilled or Rumble. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see you back tomorrow night for the Mick. And Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace.
it's needed When you see it, you'll believe it If you don't love it, you can leave it Michael Jackson, you can beat it F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue-collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty South With a truck seat high And he straight pipes loud We need man up or sit your ass down. We done talking. Fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare. Now I don't need them. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out. Fuck around.